Hey, humanoids. Today's episode of The Masked Man Show is brought to you by TheRinger.com, where we've got Roger Sherman on why everybody hates Dwight Howard. Shea Serrano looking back on the first Mission Impossible and why it's his favorite of the whole Tom Cruise film series. And if you love the NFL, you'll love Riley McAtee's Jason Witten All-Stars. And there's way more than that. As always, we're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can check out Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, who just had part two of his fantasy football primer live from Fort Worth, Texas, I think. The Bachelor Party pod dove into the fantasy suite episode of The Bachelorette. The Big Picture podcast had on Bo Burnham to discuss his magnificent film, Eighth Grade. And you can find that on the Channel 33 podcast feed, as well as my other podcast, The Press Box, where Brian Curtis and I discuss uh, really, really brainy things. This week, it was the passing of LA food critic Jonathan Gold and a lot of other stuff. So be sure to subscribe to all those wherever you get your podcasts. And one more thing, be sure to stick around to the very end of today's episode because we have a little special something in honor of Big Daddy Intellectual Chocolate Dave Schilling to thank him for all he did for this show. And now, hit the damn music. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker, your host. Back and better than ever. Uh, I miss Dave Schilling immensely. Uh, I miss Los Angeles immensely. But thankfully, I have a little bit of Los Angeles right here beside me in the studio. Mr. Dan Black, how are you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing great. Host of the Comedians of Wrestling podcast? That is what it's called. I've been on it. You've been on the show. uh, I have it tattooed on my back, but I I can't see it. Uh, um, (laughs) You're out here for the summer? Yeah, I'm uh, out here for the summer. I'm here through SummerSlam. That's awesome. Yeah. That is the markiest summer I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. That you're actually, like, you're here for, a, you're in New York for a number of months. Yeah. In Brooklyn, to be precise. Yeah. And uh, and you're, you're, ske- you're scheduling around a wrestling event. Yes, I am. I was, I'm supposed, I was supposed to leave a couple of days earlier, and then I was like, why not stay through? And then I was like, you know what? Do a live podcast show in, uh, in Brooklyn. And I was oh, that's like, right. You're yeah. doing a comedy show. Yes, I am. SummerSlam weekend. Let's get, let, let's, let's, I'm going to let you plug it. Saturday midnight, Caveat Theater in New York. After NXT TakeOver at midnight, I'll be there doing a full set of only material about professional wrestling. And Dolph Ziggler, the Intercontinental Champion. He still will be the Intercontinental Champion Spoiler that night. Alert, the question is, will he bring the belt? Uh, yeah. And then you can come check that out at the Lower East Side of Caveat Theater. Caveat.nyc to get ticks. Fantastic. Good? All right. That's important. But there's uh, a lot of important stuff. Sorry I missed last week. Everyone that's listening to this, it's a, I'm busy and wrestling is a lot. Um, but we're going to touch on Extreme Rules. We're going to touch on, uh, I think my notes say Hogan shit. So we'll, t- we'll touch on that. But Gotta before we get shit. there, um, and we're going to jump ahead to SummerSlam. A lot of other big stuff happened this week. Before we get there, uh, the big news of the week 
is, um, well, I mean, they just hand-fed it to us. The big news on Monday Night Raw, the show opened with the announcement that the Evolution pay-per-view in October... Is going to be the first October twenty eighth in Long Island. Yes, my the, hometown. The first ever all women's pay per view. Yeah, Evolution, named after Triple H's favorite <laughs> stable of himself. He had to came out and then name it after himself. That's so great. He was gonna call it the Cerebral Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were gonna Cerebral. call it the Fabulous Moolah Classic. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. No, uh, it's it's a super great. I mean, it's 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 very cool. I I wasn't watching Raw Lives, and so I most of the re- response that I mean I was paying a little bit of attention to text messages and even less to Twitter. But it seemed like people were being a little bit snarky about the announcement. And I know we're kind of over the McMahon family getting in the ring uh, and patting themselves on the back or yeah. having it feel that way. But like I, when I finally watched it, I was like, oh, this is kind of great and touching and and not even I mean just the the moment. Yeah. But the announcement that was it was fantastic. I mean, who that's it's going to be it, it could be really 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 cool. Yeah, I had that response also where you just there's something about when they're there announcing something and telling you it's important and you see the McMahon's in the ring that you mm-hmm. want to be like, all right, like the kayfabe side of me is like you want to be like, yo, fuck this, like you know, uh, I can curse, right? Yeah, say whatever you want. But then I took a step back and I was like, how else would you announce this? Yeah, like what else would you do? Like you just casually have Michael Cole mention it. No, you have Vince out there and you make it make it a big deal. Yes. My only thing is like there was a couple of things that annoyed me about it was like Triple H out there and he's like, women, step forward. And then it feels like they tell the female superstars like <laughs> how to re- react. It feels like almost like it's kayfabe. Yeah. Like, all right. Then you get excited. Like it's, you know. Yeah, I think, but, but it all makes a lot of sense. I mean, first of all, yeah. like the, WWE is uh, an entertainment uh, show. Um, but, yes. but, you know, they're a, they're a massive corporation, a publicly traded company. And, uh, you know, when a company that size does something they're proud of, when like, you know, the NFL has a big, whatever, has a big, uh, charity initiative, what the NBA, anybody, I mean, they, they announce it, they broadcast yeah. it during games. They let you know that they're doing this stuff. It's a stock event. Yeah, exactly. I and, invested cause I thought it was going to be the tag belts, but it turned out just this. You know, and, and I agree with you. There's a little, there were a couple of borderline cringy moments at Triple H, but it was all sort of like, I think I would have been more put off by some of the Triple H stuff if I hadn't seen him do smaller versions of that stuff on like the behind the scenes shit all over the network. Yeah. You know, the fact that, like, of course it's him getting to make this announcement to the to the roster because he's the one that's like, that. I mean, he's he's running the show back yeah. there. He's, he's, he's the one that told most of them they were coming up to the main roster. Yeah, you know all, I mean? all the main, all the, all the superstars that happen to be women that Triple H is, you know, he's ushered them onto the main roster yeah. and to their success. We've seen it. He's been hands-on with it. So, you know, he. I believe that he gets emotional. It's hard to not, you know, I think he feels emotional about it and then he has to be emotional at a specific moment when the camera light goes red. Sure. So then that's what makes it feel awkward. But I believe the emotions are genuine. So the really cool thing about this, though, is that they announced that it's going to be... Um, there's that like both women's championships are going to be there as well as the NXT women's championship. A- and then also the finals of the May young classic are going to be there. So this oh, is nice. going to be a huge thing, um, which feels a lot. I mean, I'm a big proponent of sort of a single issue pay-per-view things. I, I don't, everybody knows that. I mean, I was, I was pro combining, you know, combining Ron Smackdown onto pay-per-views. But part of it implicit in that was that you kind of need, had to like earn your way onto the card and right. not just like have a seven hour pay per view every month or something. But and which is sort of the route they've gone. But I miss like 
I miss the days of, I think I said this on Dan St. Germain's podcast last week, which I was on, Total F and Marks, uh, but that I, I miss the days of like the in your house where like a pay-per-view kind of served one purpose. You know, it's yeah. like the whole point of tonight is getting this guy over as champion or it was like, you know, we're doing, we're kind of telling one story. Right. And uh, I don't know, this this evolution has a chance to be super cool, man. I mean, it could be, it's it's not, it's te- the story that it's telling is more of a meta story, but um, but it feels like, is just, it? The shape of it is just different. It's not just the same old pay per view. It's the the endless cycle of title matches or whatever. It, it it has a chance to be something sort of different and cool. And you know, I think we all want more of that kind of stuff from WWE. I think you kind of made a good point. Like it, it's it. I don't know if it's an annual event. I don't know if we'll have Evolution two or whatever. Uh, and by the way, they could have thought of a better title than yeah. Evolution. Um, but if it is a this one off pay per view event. Then like that, you're gonna be excited for that. There is an element of yeah. like every year the circle repeats of WB. Well, anything they do that veers from that makes me just genuinely excited. Sure, sure. Uh, and not just calling a pay-per-view that used to be called like Revenge Tower or whatever, and then I calling like Revenge it Tower. Revenge Tower was sick. Uh that's bad because it's normally one word, like no way out. And then now they call it Great Balls of Fire. Right. But we know it's just the same pay-per-view at the same time of year. Yeah, special event. I mean, I think they got. They, I'm sure they're just leaving the door open. So if this, if if evolution is just epic and memorable, then they will have an evolution too. Just like takeovers, you know. Now we know yeah. that like the, the take the, the takeover became like the name, the you know, the moniker for the whole series because it went really well, right? Um, but yeah, I think it's. I, I I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, man. and I think that that it's uh the the May Young Classic is shaping up to be really good this year, and I think it'll be cool if they. I mean. There have been some teas they teased on the show, Finn Balor backstage, about whether or not they were going to invite any legends back. And since then, Mickey James has apparently challenged Trish Stratus to a match at Evolution. Who knows if that'll actually happen? Yeah. But like, you know, it'd be cool to have a couple, you know, just some little throwback moment. I was but thinking really, of an Alita Trish match. Oh, man. <laughs> I think they would just full on throw that on there. That'd be, that'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of really fun stuff they could do. But I think that it's, I think that this may be, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Sasha and Bailey later later on in the show, but the, that's a good example. That's you know, it's as a, it's a feud that's that seems to have stopped and started about fifty times. Like they can never quite decide when to pull the trigger. Maybe we finally have the end date for this feud, which is to be the anchor of you know evolution to like to have the have them really just go out and do a thirty minute match and the, just tear yeah. the house down. Because where they this, if this was the whole plan to go with the Bailey Sasha thing, like stretch it out all the way yeah. until this. Pay-per-view, but I think their plan, if if I had to guess right now, is more to have them be the tag champs when they reveal that they're going to have tag titles at that. That's what I think. Because they already had a tag match this week, and I think they got them back together, and I think they're giving them kind of the golden lovers angle. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I, I this is my speculation, it's based on nothing except for just how smart I am, is that I think that's WB tapping into what Kenny was doing with his like, uh, like being like ambiguously yeah, it's about his sexual orientation. You're like the whole time going to question like, are they lovers, Sasha and Bailey? That I love you moment. What like what was that? Dude, we can just talk about it. That was yeah. But I mean, I just assumed with a hundred percent certainty, and my brain is still you know addled from having lived through the Russo era. So I was just like, oh damn it, they're doing a lesbian angle, which just seems totally against the script of like where they're kind of. I mean, it's you're torn when it comes to women's wrestling because it's like. 
they're doing a really good job of, of portraying them as real athletes, you know, and that's the, and that's really like an important space for them to be in. And it's important that they don't demean that, you know, that, that like they don't take whoever Charlotte flair and cast her as, uh, you know, AJ Styles girlfriend and then like ring attendant, you know, like she, like they stand up, they stand yeah. on their own. They're, they're powerful. You know, they're performers, uh, they're athletes on their own terms. But that said, you know, to find success as a professional wrestler is sometimes means doing some like silly angles because like the our favorite wrestlers over time have done some real, real silly shit. And that's, you know, that's part of success yeah. too. So like whatever. What, we'll see where they do with Sasha and Bailey. I think they're leading towards the question mark. Do they have enough women it. to have a tag team division? Uh, no. I don't, I don't even think that personally think they have enough women to have two belts. So, I mean... Personally, it, and right now it's starting to feel a little bit like I guess yeah. they're passing the belt around. Yeah, I guess the chicken and the egg thing is that like we know that they the the instinct is not always to give a lot of screen time to women, and also the instinct is not always to give a lot of screen screen time to non title matches in general. So maybe just throw some tag team belts in there for the sole purpose of getting you know Sasha and Bailey like an excuse to be on every pay per view. Or whoever it is, yeah, and that makes some sense. I read something. I don't know if this is true. Obviously, it's probably not true that they're going to introduce the tag belts and then have them go between shows. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, this, is a, this is a this is a banner period of time for like conspiracy theories. Yeah, uh, there was one. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a really artful pivot here. I saw one pivot. I mean, I saw one conspiracy theory. I think it was Ryan Satin. That the initial that he that, this isn't based on anything. I think this was just what he said. That like what he guessed was that. He thought that they were going to somehow tie the Hogan's return to. Did you see this? To uh, Bobby Lashley winning the title from Brock Lesnar, like they were like, <laughs> wow, like just because the timing coincided that they were like Hogan, we're going to bring Hogan back and somehow like let him hand the belt to Lashley, and that will be like Hogan. that'll exonerate that'll him. Exonerate Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh my god! But I bet Hogan's return was so poorly received that they threw out the window, and now Roman Reigns is fighting again. Again, yeah. we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, I just want to acknowledge the existence of Hulk Hogan's return to WWE. Uh, I, like I said before, I was on Dan St. Germain's podcast, Total F and Marks, last week with stat guy Greg, the great Gregory Hyde, and uh, we, we, we hashed out the whole thing as best we could, but uh, the whole Hogan thing. So you can check that out if you want my extended feelings. But I don't know, man. I mean, it's just like... Uh, I think for me, it kind of comes down to a very... I mean, it's just like... like I'm not mad that he's in the Hall of Fame. He's got to be in the Hall of Fame. That's I didn't realize, I didn't fully, I didn't really comprehend that that was what we were arguing about. I think that's a little bit of just like goalpost moving for the sake of feeling like that he'd been punished. Uh, but like, like, do we really, I mean, what's, what is the upside of Hogan right now? Or is there a great loss for him not being able to be at, you know, popping up in angles or something or like showing up at Access on WrestleMania weekend. I mean, I don't even know if I'd be mad if he was at Access. No, we don't need... What we need is... Hulk Hogan has to be... My first point is Hulk Hogan has to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Or it's sure. Just, it's, just, it's just not a Hall of Fame without Hulk well, Hogan it, it, in it. It actually is not a Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, there is no <laughs> Hall of Fame. That's what, wasn't that why, w, why 33 was in Orlando? Because they were like... I was mm -hmm. pumped to go because I was like, we're going to be able to go to the Hall of Fame. But it never, they never They're built gonna it. They're going to do a Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I think that the question is just when, 
uh, the kind of the technology. I mean, they have some wacky, I mean, some insanely cool ideas for how they're going to do it. I think it's just a matter of timing. And then, you know, I think there's a, there's a, there's a real question of like, is Orlando going to be the place for it when the, yeah. when, if, when, when we finally get it built? Well, I hope know? not, but I feel like that is where it is going to be. I just want to climb that blue cage. You know what I mean? I want to climb the blue. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to let you do that. Man. All right, whatever. But yeah, Hogan, I think he has to be in the Hall of Fame, but then I think that's all we need from him until he does a proper apology. He, he's too powerful. I don't know that there's an apology at this point. I think for me, the issue is like, there will like, it's not one apology. It's not like going, getting up there and making a statement. You know, it's that plus time, plus the some feeling that there's actual remorse and not just like a public statement. Yeah, so we'll that's see. what it is. Yeah. Um, anyway, that happened. Hogan's back or whatever. Maybe he's not. I guess we'll see. Um, well, I'm trying. Did anything happen at Extreme Rules that will not cover organically uh, throughout the rest of the show? I mean, that we we'll run through it real quick. Uh, Cian Almas won in the pre-show. He's apparently he's clearly getting a big push. But there's word out today that Vince is a huge fan. Yeah, um, that's great. Sanity over the new day. That doesn't matter anymore. The B team beat the deleters. Uh, we're still working through that, but it seems like that's a done deal. Finn uh, over Baron Corbin. They're weirdly still going at it. Not a weird little. Yeah, they're still going at it with the doghouse. This just is Cor- like- Constable Corbin, which, by the way, my biggest peeve on Constable Corbin is that like we've never seen Stephanie like anoint him the constable. And then this was their week. They, they were finally oh, she together. Was back. Yeah. And she didn't go like, this is my constable. Because it's always felt like he's just decided to be the constable. He just changed his outfit. Totally true. Like, he should have just been hanging around, like, 10 feet behind her, like, trying to get in every photo, you yeah. know, whatever, the whole night. Absolutely. I would love if you questioned if the fact that he even has this authority. Right. He just deemed himself the constable and shaved his head one day. But instead, <laughs> they just ignored that. You know what I mean? Here's the thing in wrestling, man. If you change your gimmick, if you show up in yeah. a different outfit, then people kind of take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's like showing up with a really good fake business card or something. Someone's yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, you work for the White House? Fantastic. Yeah. Come, on, yeah, come right in, sir. My gimmick would I be all union jobs. Like every week I just show up as a new union gig. <laughs> be a plumber one week and then a firefighter the next week. You'd, 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 yeah. I'd be more useful. Um, Love it. Nakamura beat Jeff Hardy. Got that U.S. championship. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton made a weird appearance afterwards. We'll talk more about that. Um the Bludgeons beat Team Hell No. I guess Team Hell No's done. Uh, Lashley over Reigns, which was a little bit surprising at the time, but it turned out to be just sort of like the uh, the first half of the of the trading wins thing, and Roman got the win that really mattered. Yeah, I just um, wanted to show you that Lashley is good. <laughs> yeah, um, Alexa Bliss retained their title in an Extreme Rules match, which was super cool. Um, AJ defeated Rusev, and Rusev's little you know pity title shot yeah. I guess um, and Ziggler and Seth Rollins uh, pinned each other many many times in a 30 minute Ironman match and got kind of uh, the weird attention from a very seemingly bored crowd yeah what's your opinion on the crowd on the crowd counting 10 yeah I, it didn't bother me when I saw it it was a big story after yeah I thought like I always think uh, that I thought it was, I didn't think it was funny. I don't think like, I'm like, why do they even, like, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also, I don't know. It's not, I, it didn't, I still enjoyed the match with it happening. And a lot of people were up in arms about it. I didn't think anything about it. I kind of like that the crowd's like organic. As someone who's been in those like brawl after mania crowds. Sure. There's something fun. There's something fun about it. They're having fun. And the show's like 10 hours long. So everyone gets Well, that's tired. the thing. That's yeah. A, I mean, I, that's my official statement. 
was I mean, take on this is that like it is it is uh you're an asshole if you go off if you're just like going off script to that degree within four the first four hours. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, we can have a conversation about what about who's who whose fault it is the fans are going nuts. Right. Like you should be able to tune in for even bad booking, bad be poorly booked angles and matches for three or four hours. Yeah. That's why you paid your ticket. That's why you're a fan. You got to go. At some point, it's just like, this is, you're exhausted. And and the WWE's got to figure out what to do if they're going to run shows that long. They got to figure out what to do to keep people interested. And if it's like, you know, the Funkadactyls coming out and dancing between every match or like some, I mean, like, I don't know what it, or just speeding it up. You know, the ma- there's a lot of time between matches still. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of freaking, you know, video packages. And like, we don't need to see a 10 minute video package before every match anymore. Like we're like, we've already paid our 10 bucks a month to watch this. We like the people who are watching pay-per-view at this point are the most dedicated fans. Yeah. The pack or just save the packages for the title shots or something. Yeah. I don't know why there, there's a full package or have them. They are great. They're well done. They're the best part of the show, but yeah. But the the count, is it weird that the count didn't register to me as super weird? It was like, oh, they're just clocking every minute now. Like, I was still enjoying the match. Yeah. Everyone seemed to be really distracted by it. I guess I feel like we're we're kind of giving it more attention than it deserves. And it really, like, Seth's talked about it. Like, people, like, all these people are finally, for the first time, like, like getting interviewed about whether or not that makes them mad. And it's just sort of like, well, don't don't bother Seth and Dolph about this. Yeah. Like, like they lived through it. Um, And we're going to see them again, except this time at SummerSlam, they won't have a counter. It yeah. seems to be just a match. Um, I was hoping it would be the full one hour rematch. They should. They should give and, them, they should have them do a six hour Iron Man match that's yeah. just happening at the same time as SummerSlam. And we just cut back in like between every other match. Love that. To see how it's going. Yeah. Just in another arena, like an empty Sunday night heat when it was the Rock Mankind. Just yeah. In their own. <laughs> there's going to be something the near Summers- the Barclays Center. They're going to just like, there's an old, there's, there's like a, there's a restaurant that like used to be Tony Roma's that's like up the block and they could just wrestle in there. The Manhattan Center is the best, but Tony Roma's would be great. Yeah. It's at Union Hall uh, during a stand-up shop. Uh, but I, yeah, I think uh, the, the Manhattan Center, that'd be a cool use for that if they had a, a full Iron Man match in there. I think Manhattan Center is one of those weirdly expensive to run things too. Although, I mean, just for the for the number of seats you could get. But What was your take on thirty a 30-minute Iron Man match? Can you call a 30-minute match an Iron Man match? Uh... I mean, I get the re- that it has specific rules, but it is, it's pretty weak. It's yeah. pretty weak. I don't, I mean, one hour, is especially, like where when, especially when we're talking about Seth and Dolph, right? Like two fat dudes could have a 30 minute Iron Man match. Cause that's a lot. I think anyone on the roster can have a 30 no, minute. No, no, I mean, I mean, if two fat dudes were fighting each other and they're like, this is going to be a 30 minute, I, w- I would understand oh, right, because right, it's right. like going for 30 minutes at that size is impressive. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But Seth and Dolph could like, they could both just get on the treadmill for two hours. So I don't really know what the, you know, 30 minute Iron Man match is yeah. like that spectacular. These guys, they did a, they did a three segment match like three weeks ago or something, yeah. right? That's, that's 30 minutes, right? It was 28 minutes. Yeah. That, that made, they, made, Seth wrestled like a two hour match this year, didn't he? Like in the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, the gauntlet match. The gauntlet he did match. an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. But I guess Iron Man now just means it's a bunch of count. It's a bunch of false. Yeah. In that amount of time. So that's yeah. fine. It's a cool gimmick, but it's uh, the, the Iron Man thing's a little bit off. Yeah. Um, Anyway, let's jump back and talk about SummerSlam. Or yeah. jump forward, I guess, and talk about SummerSlam because we got a lot of matches set now. Yeah. But before we look ahead to SummerSlam, let's take a quick break. 
Today's episode of The Masked Man Show is brought to you by The Ringer Podcast Network, where you can check out the Bill Simmons Podcast, The Ringer MLB Show, Binge Mode Harry Potter, The Dave Chang Show, House of Carbs, Larry Wilmore Black on the Air, One Shining Podcast, On Shuffle, The Ringer NFL Show, and much, much more. Okay, now let's get on to SummerSlam. Roman Reigns, yeah. despite, the, despite what we all thought, I'm saying that with sarcasm, uh, he, he he defeated the odds against sarcasm. Again, that's sarcasm, and uh, has has emerged as Brock Lesnar's opponent for the Universal Title um, at SummerSlam. Did you think this was gonna, gun to the head? Did you think this was going to be the main event of SummerSlam? Uh, on Monday morning, as I awoke, yeah, I said with great confidence that it was going to be a triple threat. It seemed this scene. It seemed like. The easiest way to get, I, I think that I do firmly believe that we've just been in the most bizarre black hole since, well, since WrestleMania 31. I mean, I wrote about that when I wrote about Roman Reigns that like the the, the decision to not put the belt on him then is what's haunted the company ever since. But specifically since this past WrestleMania, when whenever they whenever they made the last second decision or the day of decision to leave the belt on Brock Lesnar. And sign him to this bizarro extension that no one's actually, I don't think, reported reported out fully. But but what appears to be a two match deal with the agreement that no one's allowed to call it a two match deal. Um, and with the and so but I did. So all that is to say, I was convinced that we were that that like the the plan was still to put the belt on Reigns, and they were again just doing taking one last crack at putting Reigns in position to win the belt in a non horrible fashion. But I thought that putting Lashley in the match would actually sort of make that easier. There's more There's more uncertainty. There's more craziness. Roman Reigns ends by spearing both of them, you know, through a wall, and then that's great. Yeah. But I mean, now it looks like, you know, Lashley's going to be out of the picture and that they are in our, our, well, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I'm just saying it's, it, I'm so sick of this. I'm not even like the biggest Reigns hater. I, I, I kind of like Reigns in terms of his matches. You know, uh-huh. he feels like, too. yeah, he feels main event. He feels like a big deal. And as, as he inches towards heel, I start getting more into it. And sure. I understand, I understand now Oh, a couple things. I understand. I understand why Vince botched WrestleMania. Same thing. I'm sometimes I do a set. I go, here's how I'm going to, here's, I'm going to do the stand up set. This is going to be the closer. And yeah. then I'm on stage and I change it. And, it, and if I just kept it the way it was supposed to go, I would have been fine, sure. but I botched the finish. Yeah, Vince botched the finish. Yeah, and he it was uh, so he botched that, and he's now he's trying to figure out what to do. But and I was there's a, also a little bit of like the the, the, the uncertainty with Brock. There's all the rumors that he was going to leave and go back to the UFC, which turned out to be true. Yeah, I mean he's obviously spent the past six months training for UFC, so I don't. I mean I don't know that anything materially changed except his banking account, you know, balance. But the but um but yeah, I, but the, I mean I've never done a comedy set, but I think that there was that that Vince psyched himself out. He was like, we got to, like, everybody think, everybody knows Brock is going to lose because he's leaving. There's all these news reports about UFC. We got to fuck him. It was like, like the we, most human mistake I've seen Vince make. It was the most, like, it was the first time I saw him just feel like an emotion I've had. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, but then I was like, you know what? We're going to see, I was like, Lashley, if they're going to keep the belt on Brock, Lashley, Brock. I'm like, you know what? I'll see those two like behemoths collide. Sure. I was kind of excited for that. But yeah. the fact that now it's like, and and by the way, I, I Lashley is like, he's like a, 
he has not only does he have no charisma, the guy is just a full on charisma suck. Yeah. I mean, the guy is like any he, he's almost so weird that he's interesting. That's yes. the point I keep making on my show where I'm like, if you I say like if you made him his t-shirt, say like socially off, jacked <laughs> on, right? Like that's the shirt I would like. He's like, this guy's weird. He, he yeah. likes his sisters a little too much. But if if Brock's gonna keep the title, I'd like to see Lashley at least, who does he made the argument he's got the tools, but Reigns. Lesnar, again, I'm so not excited at all, but like hopefully Reigns just wins clean. That's all I, w- I, it's all I want. I just want this over. Yeah, I think I'd be more into a weird Lashley instead of, it seems like he's kind of a tryhard in a lot of ways, yeah. you know? Like, I like Lashley in the headband. Right. I think because I can sort of imagine, like if he were wearing like, a, if he were like a Brooklyn hipster, like a cliche, like a cartoon Brooklyn hipster with like a, like, like old running, like neon green running shorts and a super loose tank top and a headband, just Walk chilling. Man. Yeah, just like chilling <laughs> backstage. Yeah. Like that would be great. Yeah, you know. But like when he's like like him in like the page boy hat or whatever, like their newsboy hat, like not not as much fun. You don't know what to make of this guy as no, like a very, human. Yeah. You're like, who is this guy? Like AJ, you know who AJ is. Yeah. Even Reigns, I kind of know who he is. He's kind of like a lame jock. Yeah, right. Who's got like he's like it's all about my family. I do it for my family. Yeah. But like Lashley, what is this guy? He's got kids. He never mentions his kids. He mentioned his sisters before his kids. His kids, you know, strange guy. Yeah, <laughs> strange guy. Uh, but I'm saying I, I would rather watch that triple threat. Uh, I guess Reigns. I understand. Look, Reigns is so important at this point. One thing that struck me this week is that he said. I've been in WWE for five years. He cut a pretty decent promo. It leaned heel because he was like, I know you're talking about how I get jammed down your throat. But he says he's been in WWE for five years, but he's main evented four WrestleManias in five years. Yeah. Is that true? Roman Reigns? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Reigns, is a, Reigns is a really weird one because actually Kenny Herzog is writing about Reigns for, for the ringer.com. My point is just he has to win. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like he has to, you can't have this guy not win this title. He yeah. already won it basically at the Greatest Royal yes. Rumble. Let's just have him win the title already like we said at WrestleMania. Let's, yeah. yeah. All right. No, I totally agree. Kenny's writing about him for, for the site tomorrow. Just, you know, just a, like a little profile. Uh, he's, you know, he breaks down a bunch of different wrestlers for us. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Reigns is a weird one because you're, he's, you can read his you can read his resume what and and it'll like in in a couple of different ways like it can say to you whatever you want to say because yes he's main evented WrestleMania yes the plan has been to put the belt on him by all accounts you know and it just keeps getting sh- you know short circuited and then but then instead of and then they re, they 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 kind of seem like they're trying to rebuild Reigns they kind of like take him back down and bring him back up but it has all the you know authenticity of like. Hogan's apology tour where it's like, like they just sort of like oh we'll put him in like a five minute feud with a mid carter and then we'll put him back in the main event and hope nobody noticed you know and like now yeah. he's better right he's like we all agreed on this um, but at the same time it's like he's taking he's eating a lot of big losses he's main evented Wrestlemania's but he's not necessarily main evented every pay-per-view along the way I mean for, for what people's perception of, of is of Reigns his resume doesn't necessarily back that up he's never had the WWE or he's never had the universal title right he's only he's had the WWE championship for a bit um, I might have that back. Might have that wrong. Right? I don't think he said no because Universal Title. I think Rollins won it for a second, yeah. and then no, no, no. That was when Sheamus cast. No, then Ambrose cashed it. No, that was the WWE was Championship. Owens. Yeah, it was Kevin Owens. He's never had this Universal <laughs> Title. It's only been Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, <laughs> and, and Kevin Owens, and, and Finn Balor. Finn Balor for a day or whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, you would think that like Roman Reigns had a lot, had a little bit more of a resume. I mean, like a like a on paper win percentage title reigns whatever. Then he does no pun intended. Then he does anyway. 
All that is to say, Reigns has got to win. The question is not going to be whether or not Bobby Lashley, I mean, I guess Bobby Lashley could still interfere, but it's not about whether Lashley is going to be in the match and interfere. The big thing now is that we've set up Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman with the Money in the Bank briefcase on the line, also for SummerSlam. Yeah. So not only do we, is there a toss-up, one of two guys is going to theoretically be able to cash in during the during or after the main event, but they're putting that match on there which will remind us all that this ma- that this briefcase is a going concern. Yeah. I think Kevin Owens walks out of SummerSlam with the belt. I think that's a really interesting idea. Yeah, I think I think it's just it's it's too cool not to do. Uh but Reigns will win. Yeah. If they, I don't know, it depends on what they want to do with Lesnar. Do they want Lesnar to go out just eating a pin from Reigns? I mean, they seem so hesitant to do it. And now he's going to be going into UFC for a title shot. Do they want to make him look weaker? And then the question There's is, no, do they want him to have the belt going into UFC? That's you, a really weird one. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. I, th- I think that's a mistake. I think that. I think that. I don't know. What is the argument for having him look for letting him go out looking relatively strong? Just because you just as a good faith gesture. I mean, th- he's gonna come back, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but who knows? Who knows? At some point, he's gonna he's gonna refig- decide he's made enough money or something. I mean, right. I, I don't know. I think Reigns just has to beat him. Like, give him two, give him two spears. Maybe spit on him too, and just like. Well, that's <laughs> the other thing. Yeah, I think that there's a, a real question. If he's actively training for UFC, he might not be. You I mean, remember we all remember the Dean Ambrose WrestleMania match. There might <laughs> Lesnar might not be that excited about having a long match. Right. So. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. If he's me. starting to train at all, like we don't know, he's not, he's not, he's not cleared, right? But he's not cleared, but it's looking like beginning of the next year or something like that. So yeah, and if he's and if he's weaning off the juice right now, he's not going to want to do a long match at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll, it'll be. I mean, whatever for whatever reason, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be an epic match, but um, yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, I've made I've 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 complained about that before. I mean, Lesnar's. Since in his, I mean, this last run, the past couple of years, his, he's spent a total of like like eight minutes in the ring. You know, his matches are super short, and even the long, the theoretically long matches are like four man matches, and and Lesnar gets put through a table two minutes in, and then just like he's gone for half an hour. Yeah, you know, he sleeps. Yeah. He sleaps on the he Spanish has, announce table. <laughs> has, they have like the Spanish announcers are like sliding him subway sandwiches, or sorry, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy John's like just yeah, yeah. footlongs that he's just housing while every, while the cameras aren't on him. Um, so yeah, I mean that it'll be really interesting. I like the idea of of Owens walking out uh, well, with the belt, but also Owens could just be a tool to remind us that that you know that Strowman has the briefcase. So it's so there's a little bit of just foreshadowing if he cashes in. Yeah, totally. But if you do it, I do. But I mean, if you do it with if you, if somehow Owens wins and they've set it up for Owens to win because they made it really clear that it's if he if DQ if, any DQ he gets yeah. the thing. So all he has to do is just like, and we have the precedent that Strowman will sacrifice a win, yeah. just to hurt somebody, yes. which is one of the coolest things about exactly. Him. Yeah, we, we I guess we went through we went through uh, extreme rule stuff briefly, but we didn't really talk about the fact that maybe the craziest steel cage spot in wrestling history just happened, and it just sort of passed. Yeah, I think because they they showed that airbag angle and it really deflated people's feelings on it. Oh, there was uh, a big airbag classic. down there. I totally yeah. Did that you thing. see that spot? Nah, so it's it. this weird thing where they they pulled it off where the fall looks insane. You're like, wow. And then they show this one angle. Check it out where you see a full airbag under like it deflates. It, it's blown up and it it's like a car airbag. 
And I don't know why they didn't show this angle because they completely had everybody worked. WB put on the angle. I'm and, watching it right now. And by now. the way, I'm very pro airbag. I don't need these guys to die. Oh, no, of course not. Yeah. The replay that they showed live on the pay-per-view very clearly showed an airbag like everyone on the live feed uh on our page like it was just like and i was like airbag 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 no that's funny yeah but it still was insane it's still great i mean it's still a great spot and you still have to hit the airbag that was the scariest part yeah absolutely you have to hit that mark also i don't even know because it's i mean it's so easy it feels so easy to miss the table that's, that's the I thing mean. no one talks about yeah like you're 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 just it's you're doing a backwards somersault yeah off, for, i mean sort of like off of the like from stand from standing on top of the cage to the to the floor yeah i guess it was kind of like a choke slam it's like a right? blo- yeah i mean but like let's just assume push choke slam. the safest way to do it is that Strowman has almost nothing to do with the spot right right yeah, i mean yeah. it's just you know just a jump <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. A, it's basically like a blind back bump you know but like how do you do that uh, it's crazy whoo anyway Especially if I was Owen, I'd want to hit on the front. Like, I'd want to hit the belly on the table first. That feels like the most we've all safe seen, way to we, do it. We've all seen Owens do some crazy stuff, but that is... Oof. Yeah. No, that, that, that was nuts. But the cool thing there is that Strowman gave a... The, one of my favorite things about Braun Strowman as a character is that he's not dumb. Yeah. Is like that he was like, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. It was worth hurting him because I still have the briefcase. So I knew I was going to lose. Yes. But so he's... So it's not that he's a full-on just like monster. That's the mistake I think they make with monsters is that they have no strategy. Yeah. Where like Strowman, and you know, it's this week when he's cut a promo, he kind of dropped, he kind of dropped the monster voice, I felt like, during his promo. I know, it was very weird. Yeah, it's weird because it was him and Lana, they're both just fully dropping their uh, uh, their voice, but I could see a story where he beats, the where Strowman's monster takes a hold of him too much during SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and he beats the crap out of Kevin Owens to the point where Kevin Owens is, is like uh, smiling, covered in blood, hobbling out, but he's got the briefcase. And then when he cashes yeah. in, he's barely got the strength. And then maybe you even have like a beat up Roman and Owens, and they have a batch, and they're both beat up. You never seen the cashing guy not coming fresh. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, I'm calling him the cash-in guy. Right when he comes in and then they have just a full-on second match, even if Roman wins, finally we make Roman look super awesome. Man, let him just have his stupid night already. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think that I think that I mean it feels it feels good. Yeah. And also K- KO was on a was a artificially heightened backstage when he was talking to uh to to Stephanie and and um Angle. Uh, and that that feels like that feels like a what you know they they do that on and off like depending on the shot or whatever but yeah. like when you're like getting somebody ready for a big push you know let's make them look tall well, let's oh, make them look imposing oh you thought he was on like a block or oh, something yeah. oh I didn't even notice that he is when I see him he's like close to my height every time I see him in person which is pathetic yeah I'm just yeah he, he backstage it looked like sure. he had about five inches on Kurt Angle yeah, which yeah, is yeah. just not the case I mean he can't sit Corbin is like a monster yeah um yeah. Um, among men, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I sent you the airbag picture if you want oh, to check nice. it out. Oh, nice. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's like a it's like a mat. Yeah, well. It looks like new technology for them. Like, I've never seen that before. Um, they always are working on a new way to bump the table. Yeah. Elon Musk is having is like fabricating different <laughs> ways to save wrestlers' lives. Well, they're making the Just SpaceX go Spanish announce table. <laughs> 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 that would be really amazing. <laughs> Yeah, with as much as people get thrown through the tables, why don't they just have styrofoam table? Like if you were if they yeah. had nerf announce tables, 
that would be a lot more humane. That would be a better work environment. I think the top is nerf e. I think the top is because you no, can still I mean, work on in it. In kayfabe, they oh, yeah. should have nerf tables. It should just say nerf. Yeah. Yeah. And you should be able to find That's her. why wrestlers should unionize. They got to get there. That's just. I mean, Adam Baum was pro nerf. <laughs> from the, yeah, he was throwing the John Elway ball for a while. Okay. What else do we know about SummerSlam? It's still a ways off. Well, we know we got Alexa Ronda. Oh, and yeah. then we locked in this week. The, the female matches are locked in for the titles. And we have Carmella, Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been saying for, it feels like forever that, uh, you know, whenever we're like trying to pick who's going to win the money in the bank, whatever, I'm just like, or we're like fantasy booking for the next pay-per-view. I'm like, don't count out Becky Lynch. It seems like she's right on the cusp and she's right and she's been there for a while. Like they don't, they're always kind of keeping her relevant in just like the the simplest possible way so that when they decide to pull that trigger, it'll be there. It's kind of crazy that she just gets a title match at SummerSlam with basically no buildup and then... Well, she beat Carmella with an arm bar this week to qualify for it. So she had to beat the the yeah. champion. And then they've been working this angle that she's on a roll. Well, that's what the yeah, the, yeah. the lead in the lead in on Tuesday was like like she's been doing so well lately. <laughs> yeah, which you they, can never keep track of in yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Um but what so but it's uh, yeah, I guess. But what are they gonna do with I mean, I guess it's just weird that it's SummerSlam, right? I think like, they're going to keep it on Carmella. I mean, my, I'm not a big Becky Lynch mark, and I am a Carmella mark. I really like Carmella. I like both of them. I think they both have great value. Um, yeah, Becky's great. I just, I don't get her. She's been in the same place for like four years to me. Like but it's weird that, well, that's not her fault. But it's weird that they're doing, not entirely her fault. It's it. I don't like her, I don't, I don't get her gimmick. Like, I don't understand. She's like steampunk. I don't know. I'm very critical of it. I'm not a fan of it. It's okay to be. You don't have to be a thing. It's like you wear an outfit that you kind of dig. It's not like she. She's not from some like like weird apocalyptic future. I like like Isaac Yankum. You know he's a <laughs> dentist. I like it. I know what he is. No, I mean it's just I don't know. The Carmella character seems as, has so many things you can do with it. Yeah. Becky Lynch. She's already saying the Becky Balboa thing again. It's like well, I don't I don't know. For me, it's a little undefined. Her thing is like I'm a fighter, but we have Ronda Rousey, who she's a real fighter. So I don't know. So, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what to do with it, but I would go some. I would. I don't know. I'd figure. I, I would have tweaked it. You make her a plumber. I know. I would make her uh, a plumber. Yeah. She could just be the Irish. Well, she could just go. Yeah. What? She should just be like. <laughs> she was a bartender. That, that's what they always say before she wrestled. They should just. That should be her gimmick. She yeah. just comes to the ring with like a couple of pint glasses. She has a bar back, an apron, <laughs> like not a like a like a bartender's apron, yeah. like a rag in her back pocket. That'd be that. fantastic. Absolutely. She has like that metal thing that like the giant church key to open up bottles, and she just like smacks people with it in the middle of the match. I could uh, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. I love As she, someone who spends a lot of time in bars, <laughs> her finisher could be the last call. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah, I love that. It, it writes itself. Yeah, when the bell rings, she goes, it's happy hour. <laughs> um, or happy hour's over. Yeah. Or she does trivia mid-match. <laughs> <laughs> During slow matches, like bad house shows, it's just the trivia section. That'd yeah. be really great. Yeah. Um, well, she's on SmackDown. That's a Tuesday night. You know, it's yeah. a slow night at the bar. They do a little trivia. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm all in. I'm yeah. really, this is, this angle is perfect. <laughs> there, no one or can possibly fix complain Maggie about Lynch. it. Uh, and let's see, we got so what are we doing with Charlotte and Asuka at SummerSlam? I have no idea. They're both healthy, right? It's weird that Asuka is sort of just like a backstage interview at this point. That's a good call. I literally have no idea unless they introduce those tag belts and then they have Charlotte Asuka versus Sasha Bailey. But that wouldn't be before. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. It wouldn't be. Yeah, I don't know. What is the plan for Charlotte? Is she healthy? 
She is healthy. I mean, or healthy enough to go to the ESPYs. Yeah. <laughs> in a business suit. Yeah, that's weird. Did you see Rain's suit at the ESPYs? Yes. Not a fan. Listen, man. At least he's got a suit. <laughs> that is true. That is the bar. Um. All right. So we we know we so we know those. What else do we know about? What happened with Oscar this week? She was she wrestling was the, the, the Iconics. Yeah, oh, she beat yeah. up Billy Kay. So I don't know. So yeah, maybe they'll just give him a little tag match or something. Yeah. Um. I, the Iconics. Yeah, that'd be cool if they did tag belt. I guess I'm pro. I'm pro women's tag belt now. I also like if not everyone's on the card. It's like the problem with WrestleMania. It's like well, I think on SummerSlam though, it's harder to make the case, right? Yeah, you got to do something. Um, and then style. Oh, the, the other big thing from this week was AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Yeah, I mean that felt like the only match to make when you're looking. Uh, at it was the- also leaked like a month ago, but yeah, it was it was super cool. They set it up perfectly have, have with with Styles coming out to hear to get the announcement, and then the James Ellsworth schmaz, and then Samoa Joe just sneaks in the back and Cocaine Clutch signs the contract. It was amazing. Yeah, Samoa Joe could not do anything wrong. Man. Great on the mic, Samoa Joe. Yeah, uh, he he's my favorite of the I'm tough. Yeah, <laughs> he's my favorite. I'm tough. Yeah, and they did the and yeah, he got he had a match, he had a backstage promo, and he had the main event angle. I mean, it was just really well done. Yeah. Give him everything. I like that Paige set up the thing where it's like, I'm going to announce the big opponent. Yeah. And then Paige is backstage talking to Samoa Joe and she's like, she's like, well, he, what did you do? And he's like, well, what you had planned was pedestrian. Yeah. And what I yeah. did was phenomenal. Arms yeah. out. <laughs> it was so out. good. He was so good. Yeah. Um, also, uh, our good friend Randy Orton uh, cut a promo. A good promo. Great promo. I not, thought it was great. He's like, I used to be the legend killer, and now I'm like the smart killer, I guess. So yeah. He's just going to start RKOing random fans in the crowd. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, what should they call him? Like, should he be called like the killer legend or the legend comma killer? What? But I was like, just, he should just call himself the legend. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm Randy Orton. I'm the legend. But he also he shot on Cena changing his T-shirts on the, the like Taker doesn't show up. He oh, shot yeah. on all the other legends also. So he's being he's he, and and he shot on uh, oh, uh Jeff Hardy. He's like fa- got to paint his face. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, he's like yeah. I'm just I don't I'm not here to steal your money. It was great. There was a little bit of like whoever wrote that like you couldn't have given that to somebody I like more to cut that promo, but it fit. But Randy did it perfectly. You know? Yeah. I don't. Know. I mean, I thought I thought it was really good. I'm excited to see where they go with it. So he's gonna like. They tried to give that to Ziggler a little bit. Yeah. I feel like at one point, I think the problem was kind of that Ziggler is he's like a wrestler. Yeah. You know, like he has like a vibe of like a yeah. So I don't know. In Ziggler versus Ron's officially on for SummerSlam too. Yeah. The, they, yeah. They had a he he announced it backstage. He was walking by and he was like, "I got my SummerSlam match." I think Renee. And then they were like, what is it? It's him versus Dolph Ziggler for the IC belt. And then he said, Brooklyn, we're going to burn it down. <laughs> and then oh. that was it. Um, I was just joking when I said they should have a six-hour Iron Man match. All right, I'm, now I'm really all in for that. Is yeah. uh, is Drew McIntyre, so Dolph is going to be at your comedy show. Is Drew McIntyre going to be there looming behind him to I, make sure that the show goes okay? I'm trying to find out. All we right. might have Drew McIntyre run the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's bigger. My favorite thing is that like he's the, he's the enforcer 
But anytime like he gets the mic in his hands, he's like, nah, forget Ziggler. I'm just I'm here to win the championship. Yeah, it's very clear that he's gearing up for his singles run already. That match, those two triple threats last week were really fun. And but he but he looked phenomenal. I mean, Drew McIntyre, uh, on my show, I was talking about the uh, we were talking about like the body creation. Like if you could take yeah. any, you take like the arms and take the torso. Like I want to start with a nice McIntyre base. I mean, that chest sure. you get the full on He-Man chest. Yeah. Lying out. Like, you know, like he, he looks he he looks like a real man. I can't believe he's the same species as me, let alone the same gender. Yeah, he's he's very <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah. He's also got like that nice head of hair <laughs> and like yeah. see he can grow a good beard. Oh man. I think once they give him the mic to actually like right now he's behind Ziggler, which is cool because you're building building him up. Uh-huh. And then the other day, like two weeks ago, maybe last week, they had cut a promo. It was Rollins and Ziggler, the three of them. And then Rollins kept interrupting him, which is one of my peeves when they just go like, shut up, shut up. And Rollins, yeah. Reigns does it all the time. He's allowed to just like completely interrupt promos and just go like, just shut up, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, well, he's in the middle of his promo, man. Like, yeah. you know, but uh, every time McIntyre gets going... I'm really into it. He's just like, listen, I'm very devastated. And he's got like a Liam Neeson, like a Scottish yeah. Liam Neeson. Uh, At least when Reigns, inter- I feel like when Reigns interrupts people, it's always a little bit canned, his interruption. Like yeah. he's coming with a catchphrase, but like, or with something that's pre-written. But it, it makes a little bit of sense. I feel like Rollins' interruptions are just a little bit, they're just too dismissive. And he just kind of hits a joke that wasn't really, it's not really like, it's not a comeback. He's it, a little bit ironically detached. Yeah. Like he's a little bit just like, this is stupid. You're stupid. Yeah, Everybody exactly. likes me. Here's my catchphrase. Burn it down. Let's have a match. Yes. Yeah. And he'll make fun of something just that's like real petty. Yeah. It's just like nobody likes the, the way you wear your tights. It's right out of the Cena playbook. That yeah. was like his, that was his big thing. It was like, I, I'm not going to, I'm just going to call what you do stupid. Yeah. You know, The Rock used to do it, but he would do it in character. You yes. know, he would be like, I'm the rock. And he would and he would be like, oh, Undertaker, you come out here and you go die, 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 die. Yeah. But he would do it as a you know, he would do it as the rock who was this like flair, completely high yeah. status character. But now they just do it where they just go like, what you're doing is dumb. And I'm just a guy. And this is my name. My name is Seth Rollins. And I don't I think what you're doing, your character and your outfit is stupid. You know what I mean? That's yes. a peeve. it's a peeve. But and also Ambrose is one of the biggest offenders of it. Not an Ambrose mark. Uh, just wait till he comes back with a shaved head and a beard. We'll love him so much more. The um, we got to get out of here. Yeah, but the only, the one other thing that we have to talk about, we must. There's a lot of things I alluded to this earlier. Sasha and Bailey feels like it just is going around in circles forever. Uh, Roman Reigns going after the universal title, never ending merry-go-round of a storyline. The other one that seemed like it was just going to be a never ending loop and a, and in some ways a never ending tease was Daniel Bryan and, and the Miz like that, that they were just going to hold that out for some WrestleMania in the future. And it would probably never happen. And now it looks like we just might get it. Thank God for yeah. Miz and Mrs. And the need to publicize that they're just going to shotgun this storyline. I mean, not shotguns, not the right word, but I mean, this could end up being accidentally one of the greatest storylines in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I'm a. It's smart to I just do wait. it. I, I'm glad I don't read my 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 Twitter mentions because that was a great statement. The greatest storylines in the history of professional wrestling. I think it's one. I think it's one of the best. I mean, saying ever is crazy, but uh, 
I yeah, I, I it's fun to say ever. Like the other yeah. day, I was just saying, I think AJ is one of the best champions ever. Yeah, and I, I stick by that. He like it's he checks all my boxes of like what a champion is. Sure, but, but um, uh, but yeah, th- th- this feud is amazing. Like the Daniel Bryan mystery. I'm glad they're doing it because who knows how long Daniel Bryan's gonna stick around. Yeah. But I think the last week they were on point with it, which is that like Miz completely feels disrespected by Daniel Bryan's like whole indie mm-hmm. like uh, routine and and vice versa. It all goes back to that talking smack moment. Yeah. But when now this week they started tying it into like Miz's family, mm-hmm. that's when I start being like, all right, this is a little off, even though I love it. Uh, but I want to see it all like what I, the feud I want is the thing is like you're soft. Like you're a soft WWE style wrestler. Yeah. You hide. I'm in here. I'm gonna go a thousand percent. And I like Miz being like, I can also go a thousand percent. I would yes. like Miz gives into the weakness of like, I can I can beat your indie bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. He could just be like yeah, Daniel Bryan's like, you're soft, and the Miz could be like, Your brain is soft, according yeah. to WWE's doctors. And that's that be- <laughs> that's what he said. That like last week he said I that. Know. He was like, You're your whole time, you'll never be a main event. You'll never remain a man of WrestleMania ever again. Yeah. Uh, no, it'll be. I mean, it's it. It's super cool. Maybe Miz and Orton can join forces as like the two guys who have worked their whole careers in WWE, and they're yeah. and they're not they're not shy about it. Um, but so so Daniel Bryan also Daniel Bryan in kayfabe. Like, couldn't you just not come out for that segment? Like, I didn't like really? that he was he was the aggressor there. Yeah, like, right. He, he's coming off like such a jerk. Like I didn't like that he was so proactive. Yeah, that's what we Miz should be proactively prodding Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but the fake baby gimmick was one of the best. Like it was fantastic. Yeah, they should use more fake babies. Fake babies are great. Um, and we're gonna. It looks like we're gonna get those two at SummerSlam, which is all the reason you need to go. Yeah, I hope that's just the beginning of where they go with it, and they can kind of. Stretch it out like Shinsuke AJ style. Oh yeah, they could go forever with that thing. Yeah. Um. All right, we got to get out of here. Dan Black, thank you so much for doing this. Oh yeah, no, it's all I love. Well, t- t- tell doing tell it. everybody about your show again. SummerSlam weekend. Yeah, SummerSlam weekend after NXT Takeover. So you're gonna go to the Barclays Center. You're gonna have a great time, and then at midnight after that. You come to our comedy show. In the Lower East Side. Yeah, Lower East Side at Caveat Theater. You get tickets at caveat.nyc. The show is the SummerSlam Tacular. The Comedians of Wrestling present the Summer Santacular. Uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to do a bunch of material on professional wrestling. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of special guests. And Dolph Ziggler, the Intercontinental Champion, will be there. If you don't believe me, check his Twitter. He just tweeted about the show. And, he, and the question is, the question is not, will he be there? The question is, will he bring the belt? Is the question, and will he bring McIntyre? But yeah, you can get tickets at caveat.myc. Just look for our event. It's uh, August 18th at midnight after NXT TakeOver. It's going to be a great time. Wow. I there's only wait. limited tickets. We sold a bunch already. So uh, I would jump on them. They're only, I think they're only like 15 bucks. It's not expensive. How so. many are you holding on to in case like Hulk Hogan calls and wants to show up? Hogan? Yeah. Does Hogan <sighs> get in? I mean, Hogan gets in. I got to be honest here. I love to be the hero. But if Hogan wants to come and watch my show, he's coming in. I'm a fan of uh, Cerebral Comedy Brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Hogan comes in I mean, and he storms the stage, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, you know, I might spray paint him, but, you know. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right, everybody go to the Lower East Side. Shoemaker's gonna, Shoemaker is coming. No, I don't know if he's coming, but I'm going to talk him into I, coming. I'm seriously, I have every intention of doing that, and uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see how much uh, fun I have at NXT. Um, 
So thanks for doing this. And uh, they got a bar there too, by the way. So if you want to keep the party lower, going, it's the Lower on. East Side. Come lower on. East Side is like one step away from the French Quarter, man. They, 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 they keep you lubricated. All right. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. Heel producer Jim, thank you for recording this. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. And a very special happy birthday to my former tag team partner, Big Daddy Dave Schilling. And now here's a little something to thank Mr. Schilling for everything he did for the Masked Man Show over the years. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm sitting here with friend of the ringer, former ground staffer, and and cheap heat special guest. This is Dave Schilling, everybody Hello. from the Guardian. Big Daddy Dave Schilling, how you doing, man? How you doing, man? How you doing, man? I feel like Mr. Perfect. 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 So how's your horse? <laughs> when I look at you, I often think anything could happen, and it usually does. Right off the top of the show today, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Fuck, who cares? It's wrestling. Um, yeah, man. Wrestling's fun. So I, w- I was watching Raw on Hulu with my girlfriend. Ooh. Well, it ended up being a stink fest shithole. Break it down. Excuse me? It was a lot of time in the ring spent deciding whether two guys were going to put their fists <laughs> in the same place. A lot of fisting on Raw. Um, a lot of fisting. I'm insane and full of shit. I am fake news. They got real dorky, too. Yeah. yeah like it, it got real like cheese dick for a while. It's like these <laughs> I don't, I'm not a I'm not a doctor, but I play one on a podcast sometimes. Smell my fingers. Each of them is a different experience. <laughs> um uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I almost killed that guy. Uh, yeah! <laughs> Kill those kids. <laughs> it's it's sometimes not just about the size in my opinion. Yeah. You're wrong. Our heel producer Jim, do you have any thoughts on Nikki Bella and John Cena splitting up? Um, yeah, Nikki, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. That's a, that's the heel response. I'm fully horny for it. Are responsible for kicking the shit out of my dad. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, sure, I've had my problems with my father sure. before in business. Yeah, but he's still my dad. I still love my sure. dad. Oh, that's fine. I'm twisted, but I love my dad. Yeah. They put him in the hospital. They gave a 70-year-old man a concussion. This is just nonsense. Is it? Maybe uh, you should get a life. Yeah. Like, the most memorable thing the Singh brothers did is getting the shit kicked out of them by Randy Orton. You injured my friend, my brother, and I'm going to come after you, and I'm going to take a piece of your ass. Yeah. Yet again, a, a crowd takes a shit. I mean, I'm racist, so I can't tell the difference between Mexicans and French-Canadian Muslims. So, you know. What? There's no microwave in professional wrestling. You gotta just eat, <laughs> just eat it while the steam is coming off. That sounded weird. It's fat fuck. This is just nonsense. Weird. Written by H. Finkel. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Jim, we gotta get out of here, right? Yep. Um, closing thoughts. We know we were just talking about old theme music. We we should probably give a shout out to Jim Johnston, who was oh yeah, apparently R.I.P. released from his WWE contract this week, or his contract was not renewed. What part of Yep didn't you understand? <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we got to get out of here. Apologies as always to Dean Ambrose. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Tony Schiavone here on the Masked Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Masked Man Show. 
I cannot imagine being less entertained by a show.